Hey guys, I'm Kira, and you're listening to Historic Looks Fashion Hooks live every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. Today we are going to be doing part two of theatre fashion in the musicals. But first off, we are going to be taking you into the Renaissance period um, during the 15, 16, up to 1700s. And particularly, I'm going to play Thomas Tallis. He is a renowned composer of choral structure music and things like that. But we will be discussing um, Something Rotten. Um, That is the name of the musical today. But just to take us back into the era of the Renaissance, I'm going to play this track. Um, Again, all of this music is choral. um, This song that I'm going to play in particular by Thomas Tallis. And the thing about Talis, just to kind of give you a setting of the Renaissance, there was so much happening in terms of politics and especially with religion. It was constantly colliding. And Talis, the composer himself, set in the 1500s, um, he in particular had to, when it came to working um, for the Royal Service and things like that, that came with an awful lot of sacrifice and by sacrifice I mean in terms of belief systems because with religion he had to go from um, Catholicism to Protestantism depending on the ruler so um, when King Henry VIII took over um, the country of England was converted into Protestantism and I suppose the Reformation and things like that. And the reason um, King Henry VIII wanted Protestantism was because he wanted divorce, which he's famous for his um, <laughs> wives that were some were beheaded and some were um, executed. And there was a lot going on there with his um, relationships statuses. <laughs> um, he definitely had an awful lot of relationship issues. But anyway, going back to Talis, Talis composed music for the choral societies of England and again, just like people like I will take um, composers like Tchaikovsky, Talis was particularly gifted when it came to voicing. And so a lot of choral music back then in the Renaissance period, um, a lot of it was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful arias, lovely, really um, intrinsically complicated melodies and voices with that kind of vocal style of straight singing um, not a lot of vibrato or vibrato, um, some call it, um, during that period. Um, again, as I was saying, belief systems were so, so vital to back to them back then. And I suppose religion and who and what and why and the symbols that they chose to represent um, their beliefs was very, very important to them. All the songs back then were incredibly controlled by... Um, the religion at the time and place in a country so all of the themes in that music would have been around i suppose his awareness and his consciousness and what he believed faith was to him and that's what a lot of the music is very um religious and that was the way it was back in the 15th 16th century but also if you think about shakespeare which is going to be coming up in topic now And I just want to say as well, shout out to Maeve's Driving School listening in. We will be playing your request in a little while, Maeve. So stay tuned, stay listening. Hey, Maeve. Um, But guys, we're talking about theatrical fashion. And so the thing about we're just going to put us into this place of theatre fashion. What are the elements and the principles of design 
And the elements, the first one anyway, is the line, the line of the costumes, the shape, the space, the value, the colour and the feature. And also taking into consideration is the function. These have to reflect and accent and reveal the time frame that these were going on. What was the dialogue? When was this set? Where was this set? And we are here set in the Renaissance. And so one of my favourite musicals is the musical Something Rotten that debuted in Broadway in 2015. And this musical is a musical comedy and it is set in 1595 during the England's Renaissance period and the story follows the Bottom Brothers, Nick and Nigel. And they struggle to find success in the theatrical world as they compete with the wild popularity of their contemporary William Shakespeare. And he is known as the bard in this musical. And he kind of has this rock star persona. And with the aid of a local soothsayer whom foretells the future of theatre, Um, and says that it involves singing and dancing and acting at the same time. So I suppose Nick and Nigel, they approach this fortune teller and because they're they're struggling to make way and, you know, because Shakespeare at the time is taking all the fame. So that's kind of the the narrative going on here. And they're trying to break into this industry of theatre, but Shakespeare is in the limelight and they seem to be really struggling. So they go to this fortune teller and he tells them, hold on, he goes, the future of theatre involves something a lot more different. It's going to involve singing, dancing, acting. And so they set out to write the world's first musical musical. But amidst the scandalous excitement of opening night, the Bottom Brothers realise that reaching the top means being true to thine own self and all that jazz. So guys, just to kind of start off, we are going to play Christian Borel. It's hard to be the bard. And as I say, Christian Borel plays the lead character Shakespeare. So we're just going to give you this setting because in this musical, he is wearing these leather costumes and the designer um, that did all the costumes and stuff, we'll be talking about him in a few moments, but his whole concept for um, the character for Shakespeare is he wanted him to kind of have this rock star persona. So they went with the rock era of clothing, but made it a Renaissance style. And he's right, it's not easy to write a script for anything, but there we have it. Christian Borle, I just find, if you have time, guys, check out the music video on YouTube for it, because it's absolutely hilarious. Um, I actually have Erica here with me. Erica, hey, how are you? Hello, I am good. What did Um, you think of that track? I thought... It was. It's very new and it's really catchy, kind of like. Funny? Yeah. So the thing about this musical is it's fun, uh, full fun. It's full <laughs> of comedy. Yeah. And a lot of fantastic sketches. I'd say you found that a lot in musicals as well with content yeah. recently. I suppose if we think about Hamilton and things like that, isn't there? Yeah. There's so much comedy now in, in it, isn't there? Yeah, I think, think comedy kind of, kind of attracts an audience. I'd say because everyone wants a good laugh. So I'd say maybe that's why they kind of add that element in. I think so, and I think what's really great about this is the whole idea about Shakespeare, because everyone yes. knows Shakespeare, and so everyone knows mm-hmm. the the little phrases and things like that. Yeah. And you see that throughout this musical. There's loads of references to Shakespeare's works of art and creation. So mm-hmm. we were here talking all about um, the theatrical outfits and things like this, and I suppose the cost. 
costume designer for this is Greg Barnes. And he is nominated for a Tony Award for his work um, in this. So he actually um, went on then to win this award. But that song in particular, It's Hard to Be the Bard, the whole idea with that song is it really, really carries that character, Christian Borle, who plays William Shakespeare. And so uh, Barnes, he wanted to create an iconic rock star looking um, inspo. So he actually looked up towards, like he kind of looked towards David Bowie and there's actually bits of nods to Elvis Presley, funny enough as well, when it came to the hairstyle and things like that. But he also looked into the 70s and the 80s eras and we see Christian Borle on stage wearing the iconic mascara and eyeliner and that rock and roll kind of facial, um, I'm going to call it facial design because a lot of the fashion um, makeup eras when you go back here I see you find that as well Erica yeah. a lot of the musicals I suppose ABBA 80s yes I'd say yeah, yeah. use that so again this eyeliner in this musical it's very very classic um, and really really paints a scene for the actor on stage and you do get that rock star um, feeling again this nice mix of rich renaissance clothing um, and what the thing about his jacket actually I thought was fascinating I was watching a, a, um, a documentary on Barnes explaining this that he actually came across a website online called deviantart.com and when he saw this, it, like this, this um, website in particular, if you want to check it out, if you're into jackets, um, the guy on this website, he makes jackets, um, it's a camouflage leather, but what he does is he puts Celtic, um, old kind of Celtic patterns and embroidery forms on the jackets. And so Barnes saw that and said, wow, actually, let's incorporate that in to just give something a freshness. So that's what he did with the leather. They sent them into the into the design and uh, all the sewers and they started embroidering these beautiful designs onto this leather. He also showcased um, smocked leather kind of lace up, look up, look um, on a lot of uh, William Shakespeare's um, clothing as well that Christian had to wear just to kind of get that. I suppose rock element kind of out but again the Celtic idea gave it a freshness it gave it something new and again made it its own and so it kind of gave that contemporary look however he still had a few of the kind of cool colours to kind of reference the renaissance kind of hint coming there and again that kind of I suppose when we look at this era era um, because a lot of the times as well there was Elizabethan um, costume influences a lot of the guys actually kind of had to wear like I was looking into it there was kind of sometimes a more kind of feminine look sometimes with the men's clothing and you know definitely because of the Elizabethan ruling at the time so you've got these puffy pants these pointy leather boots that we're going to hear uh, we'll have another track now from another um, character in the musical and again, this one, this one will be called God, I Hate Shakespeare. And this is uh, the retaliant um, brothers, uh, Nick <laughs> and uh, the other brother. And you can see how much, you know, he really doesn't like the character Shakespeare because I suppose they're there wearing completely opposite clothes to uh, Shakespeare. They have this kind of feminine look men's clothing. Um, with the pointy leather boots, the puffy pants, these commanding silhouettes, um, the farthingale kind of skirts. And I suppose he has these breeches overall layers. And there's even little kind of cloaks and these fitted jackets and that are called um, a doublet or a doublet. And I suppose they have the shirts 
and yeah there's this kind of just this ref- the renaissance clothing in this musical is helps to reflect the social and financial class of the characters which we see an awful lot in movies um, with the clothing I've discussed a lot and in musicals as well however our next track up now from the musical Something Rotten it is God I Hate Shakespeare (laughs) and again this is the two brothers in retaliance to this rock star Shakespeare taking all the limelight and it's time for them now in this musical to fight back and so this is what they retaliate with and I just if you get a chance go and look at the Broadway um, debuts on YouTube and it, the it's just phenomenal it's very funny and comedic if you just want to laugh and see something very fresh and new musical I just love it it's it's that kind of music that you know if you were having a bad day you could just sit back and listen to and it would just bring the biggest smile on your face and it's just it's just hilarious I love the comedy in the music I just want to give a shout out to Shane and his friends listening in there from Banagher County Offaly and we have a few little requests there um, he's after asking to play Meant to Be by Jamie Muscato and Erica um, actually happens to have picked that track um, and we'll be playing that to represent uh, the musical Heathers that will be also diving into the fashion on that in a few moments later but guys just to, while we're at something rot in the musical um, some of the colours that Barnes used in the costumes were Blues Azorite we had Green Earth Naples Yellow ultramarine, indigo, shades of malachite and verdigris and again the renaissance classic browns and the crazy thing about these costumes is there's up to six or seven fabrics at a minimum um, in the layering of these so a lot of the renaissance costumes and clothing would have been back in those times in that time frame period it would have been multiple layers of material so they you can imagine they were heavy to cart around these really really tight corsets this massive skirts with all these layers of material however Barnes the designer was aware and there is different types of things you have to take into consideration as I said earlier on when it comes to creating clothes for a theatrical environment you have to make sure that the dancers can dance in these and that they're not falling over in the outfits Um, because I I know we were talking about movies earlier on um, a few weeks back and some of the actresses in movies have to have standing bars because sometimes the clothes are so heavy if they're wearing yes crazy Eric isn't it if they're wearing clothing from that period however um, in the musical, a lot of the or in the musicals theater scenes, um, the materials are very light, and they make sure to have them very much so flimsy, so that they're not carrying as much weight. But up to fifteen layers of material are used in some of these outfits that they went out on on stage. So again, guys, you know those notes to the torso, you know corsets they wore during the middle ages that were so iconic to to i suppose the renaissance and when you think about the feathered hats the berets and they definitely support a lot of those on the musical stage you've got the farthingale skirts um 
as I said earlier, the breeches, these bodices with plenty of embroidery and lace and almost these curtain-like patterns. Um, again, though, what is most iconic to set a musical in the Renaissance is to make sure you have, or even any kind of a movie or any stage setting, if you want to put it in the Renaissance, you make sure you include the iconic ruffled collars. And they're used to frame the face of characters. And so, guys, but that kind of that kind of takes up everything there um, when it comes to something rotten. So that that's all our tracks from that. But Erica is with us. Say hey, Erica. Hello. I know I introduced you a little bit earlier, but you yeah. are also a massive fan of theatre and a performer yes. yourself. And so Heather's is the one you're going to tell. Can you tell us a little bit about Heather's and what's yep. it about? So Heather's was originally released in 2010 yeah. and is a black comedy. Uh, musical Broadway musical um, so there are character wise there are the main ones would mostly be the three Heathers uh, McNamara Chandler McNamara and Chandler and oh no what was the third one's name <laughs> you're okay <laughs> I'm really it's hard to remember them yeah. so what I love about these about this musical in particular is the outfits are quite funky yes the Tell outfits what's your so the three Heathers Unfortunately, I forget the third one's name, but they have the iconic colours, red, yellow and green. And, you know, each of their costumes are solely based on just those colours with maybe a hint of black and they have like the plaided skirts and it's just really iconic. And like each um, each of their colours represent kind of, some people say represent their personality. So the red would kind of represent the dominance yeah. or the kind of the leader and the yellow would be more of the flimsiness or a bit of the humour. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was really cool to see that. And then Veronica as well, who who like kind of joins the Heathers or becomes a Heather, yeah. um, is blue. So it's just really... I kinda kind of like sensible one kind yeah, of Yeah, she was the sensible one. Um and you know, she ha um she has a boyfriend J D who is later on is actually the antagonist. He's the bad guy. Ah, okay. And he's wearing all kind of black and he's the he's all black and there's That's nothing funny. colourful about him. Mm. But what I like about this musical is the three Heathers and Veronica, they're they're really o the only ones wearing colour coordinated colours which I kind of like because the Heathers are seen as more popular Okay. so it's kind of nice it's kind of cool to see them as like you know it's kind of like the typical kind of movie thing this is my colour how dare you wear that colour <laughs> kind of thing it's kind of the competitiveness <laughs> yeah. do you know what it reminds me an awful lot of Heathers it reminds me of Charlie's Angels oh yes they kind of have that badass kind of persona again a lot of the music is so so iconic but the fashion designer you were telling me, Erica, was yep. Amy Hart. Amy Clark. Amy Clark, sorry. Yeah, Amy no problem. Clark. <laughs> Love Island, Amy Hart. Where did I get that out of? <laughs> Too much Love Island. Anyway, back to the musicals. So we were looking here that um, Amy Clark yes. actually was interviewed about, you know, the design and how she came into um, the industry. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to call out the questions that the interviewer asked her and yeah. you're going to call out the answers okay. um, from her that she said from her own perspective. So, I so have, I'm, a, I'm Amy Clark you're now. You're going to be Amy okay. Clark and I'm going to be this um, other interviewer. Okay. Hello, um, my name's Amy Clark and <laughs> I'll be accepting this interview. <laughs> 
So, um, one of the questions they asked Amy, uh, the main designer in uh, the musical The Heathers for the costumes was, what a dream job. How did you get into costume design initially? Well, I've been working professionally for about 12 years now. I went to graduate school at NYU at the Tisch School for Design and graduated in 2001. So I've been working pretty regularly since then. I started as an assistant on Broadway shows and then maintained my own small career as I was assisting. Ultimately, I transitioned into designing my own stuff on Broadway and off of Broadway. And then they asked her, how did you get involved with Heather's The Musical? Well, I am a huge fan of the movie and one of the set... And one of the set designers that I share a studio with was interviewing for it. And it's a general management office that he and I both worked hard for before. I called him immediately and was like, hey want to meet this director this movie was a huge part of my high school experience and everything so it was the first time i really sought to i sought something out like that the director and i met and really hit it off and decided to work together because this is the thing heathers was a movie and yes. then it became adapted into a musical and i suppose amy yep. really as to her teen years as she's mm-hmm. there i suppose in that in that reply she had a massive interest in the musical and everything is about. So yes. they kind of went on. So how did you translate the film's looks for the stage? Were there any constraints? So will I read? Yeah. How much will I read? Cause can you, you can read the first bit there. Yeah. Read this is just, really, it's really interesting to, to see the mind of a yeah. director, I find. Yeah, it's like there's so much going in their mind. It's nice to see like interviews like this and see, especially from a film to uh um, to a musical it's nice to see and there's even though there's some changes it still kind of sticks with the film which is Absolutely. cool Absolutely. okay so I am Amy Clark again <laughs> the only constraint really is the f- physicality of the show our idea had always been to pay the movie the utmost respect the movie is designed brilliantly so how do you necessarily translate the idea of what's happening in the movie to the stage for contemporary audience so our idea was kind of for it to reference the 80s but we couldn't necessarily make the show what we needed it to be if we were really literal about the time period so the colour story is totally there the shoulder pads are totally there but we needed to turn that into a silhouette that worked for movement that worked for the dancers Absolutely, and I see there as well that her, like the entire environment, it's it's kind of not very literal, but um, it's the whole high school thing. So yes. The idea of the cool click, yeah, the not so cool click. So they definitely yes. played the stereotypes there with mm-hmm. the fashion when it came to the roles and clothing. So yes. definitely musicals and I suppose fashion is really used. Again, I, I refer to that a lot to move a storyline through different seasons the clothing will reflect that Mm -hmm. in order for them not to necessarily have to say uh, oh we're in winter now they'll allow the clothing to tell the story which is definitely an art of storytelling when you can get clothing to move a story along Um, but Heather's I have to say it really really took off huge when it came to Broadway and things like that like it's it's still running I think isn't it yeah Um, is it still running there's a lot of school productions as well that took off it as well it can be very hard um, for a lot of production or schools I suppose Mm -hmm. productions and local theatres to get sometimes the rights for a lot of these musicals yes um 
there's a lot to all that process but mm-hmm. definitely again very iconic looks it oh, also definitely. reminds me a lot as well of Mean Girls I suppose oh yeah a like little bit of the 80s fashion sometimes mm-hmm. as well in Heather's isn't there I, I think the, skirts, the, there? the plaided skirts and I think maybe the long socks a bit those are kind of 80s kind of style or you know the kind of jackets and just kind of the whole style and I think the shape of the clothes as well is really kind of 80s like the skirts like just something with the length just kind of makes doesn't give it the modern feeling it gives it kind of like you know the 80s kind of feeling and you know there's a lot of components I think that they did they did like really specific things to make it look not Modern, like they don't moderate modernize it, but to keep it from that time period, and not really to like mess up with the original film and like when it originally came. Exactly, and I suppose again, as we were saying earlier, a lot of blazers are kind of worn with those shoulder pads yeah. silhouettes and the fitted waist. And I suppose, the, but but you know, what was amazing though. Um, mm-hmm. Amy was great again when it came to sustainability. A lot yeah. of same with Barons as well that we were talking about earlier from Something Rotten. A lot of these designers tend to go through vintage stores and do a lot of vintage sho- store <coughs> shopping. So yes. again, Amy really, really did this, and she did an awful lot of altering and refitting and playing around with the suits to kind of make sure it all fitted purpose. Again, though, a lot of the shoulder pads. But kind of just to go through some of the things in theatre as well, mm-hmm. like clothes, they have to be able to be robust and handling because, again, we, these costume changes. Yes. Uh, so I was looking up the record. Mm-hmm. So um, the record uh, costume changes was 32 seconds. Jeez. Right? Yeah, 32 seconds. And there was one of them here that they have 17 seconds. Really? Change. Yeah. That's it's music. quite intense. Seventeen seconds, it sounds long. Yeah. But when you're actually changing like even just to try it at home, like or like even when you're doing like a certain show, if it two it even two minutes sound like feels like you're ten seconds. Yeah. So to get a change done in seventeen seconds, to change an image, it's just it's it's mind-boggling. <laughs> Absolutely, because a lot of the times the music is still running and mm-hmm. so they're kind of relying on other dancers because as soon as the dancers break the line and you're meant to walk out through the centre, yes. which is what a lot of performers have to do, you mm-hmm. have to be in the right outfit. Yeah. Um, you can't delay time and in fairness, the professionalism that mm-hmm. these actresses have and the mm-hmm. level of skill but also the level of hard work they have to be yes. the triple threats you talk about a lot about the ones yeah. just what a triple threat is so a triple threat um, is somebody who can sing dance and act a triple threat is a very good triple threat is hard to find yeah, <laughs> yeah. like like for singing they like maybe a wide range or you know great vocal control and maybe with dancing you know they can it doesn't have to be th- these kind of things, but they can do like many types really well, or they can do one certain type amazing, or like the type that mostly be used, like contemporary or pop or hip hop kind of thing. Like they can do many, and for performance, not only with the acting, but also like we were talking about with the costume changes, they can do those really well, or like their makeup, like you know, for a costume change if you have to be in really clean they have to make it clean they can't make it look like that they got changed in 17 seconds so that's kind of an element of a triple threat as well and a, in a way a good performer as well and a good entertainer Abs- shall I say absolutely 
And the thing about the kind of costume changes, particularly in this musical, is they all stay in the right colours. That's mm-hmm. the only thing you notice. Like the headers, yeah. they still stay in their pink, blue and red the throughout, the mu- throughout the musical. They still stay in that, but different formations, I suppose, of different, mm-hmm. we'll say, types of ways that they display the same colour. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the same clothes, but yes. the same colour. But it's colour blocking, isn't it? Yeah. When you think about it. A lot of times they use that for lead character roles in musicals. Mm-hmm. They definitely use that formation of colour clothes blocking. But yeah. guys, thank you so much for listening in today. And Eric, thank, thank you so much for coming well, on thank as well you for, having me. for Theatre Fashion. And just to finish kind of up, we'll just talk a little bit about makeup, but um, mm-hmm. in Heather's The Musical. Yes. Again, it's very modernised makeup. Mm-hmm. It's the rosy cheeks. Yes. The, the beautiful nice mascara. rosy cheeks. <laughs> the mascara. The mascara. A little bit of eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. A little bit of eyeshadow. Definitely, just again, it reflects the eyeshadows they use in this is to reflect the character's colour so the blues the reds the Mm -hmm. pinks and then the others they just tone it down and leave it natural because here's a fascinating fact for you guys on stage a lot of the time the reason why you have to wear a lot of foundation or so we call it cake makeup a lot refer to it as is because um, it's not about it's it's not that the, it's a trend necessarily it's no, not a trend it's not. because you have these big bright stage fluorescent lights shining on you mm-hmm. and if you don't wear that kind of that kind of shade a darker shade on your skin a lot of the times you come up fluorescent white mm-hmm. yeah so especially if you're very pale so yeah. it's in order to keep everything looking balanced and so I suppose that people can see the facial expressions oh, yeah. clearly so a lot of times a lot of actresses will be encouraged to wear um, quite bright red lipstick mm-hmm. real dark red Definitely. lipstick and again nice the um, big eyelashes are the the you yes. know the and like if you look really closely it's really thick as well yeah. and I think part of the reason why they have it so thick is because so it doesn't fade away during the show you sweat a lot on stage yeah <laughs> everyone's like, afraid to say that but you do if you're oh, especially you sh- if you're performing if you're yeah. dancing and singing songs you could be t- there could be a 10 minute um, act segment and mm-hmm. you could be dancing the whole way through that so like, you'll be sweating buckets like, <laughs> yeah dancers are like dancers performers theatrical people are like athletes yeah and like the lights as well yeah. they're like they're like the heat wave that's going on right now the yeah. lights are absolutely warm and then combine that with your singing and then with your dancing and the movements and they're dancing in heels mm-hmm. and they do a lot of that in this musical oh that's painful on the ankles <laughs> yeah absolutely so there is a lot of things that these theatrical actresses have to go through and there's, there's just so much to it but guys our last request in for the evening is an ABBA song and that comes in from Kevin listening in in County Offaly so here is your song um, Kevin I hope you enjoy it and guys thank you so much for listening to Historic Looks Fashion Hooks we will be back next week and we will be doing part three of the musicals because guys we just have so much to talk about Mm -hmm. when it comes to theatre and fashion and again like it's it's like these things I love looking into interviews and I love looking into the mindsets and it's great to have Erica be joining me again next week and we'll be kind of diving deeper into the musicals because the world of theatre and designing and fashion is a lot bigger than I realised before I started doing the show the more I do the research the more I find um, that goes into that process and as I say guys designers they are working from anywhere between 50 to 70 hours a week once Jesus. they yes once they're hired for a production 
that's oh, yeah. how long it's a project so that project could go mm-hmm. on for eight months that's 50 to 70 hours a week oh, so God. these are hard workers Definitely. but very inspired very creative and very passionate individuals so that's what I love is to, to just to step into their world of creativity yeah. and explore it but guys enjoy the evening I hope it's bright wherever you are and this is the last song because guys we all love a little bit of ABBA <laughs> what would be a musical without a little bit of ABBA Exactly. Yeah, what would it be? What would it be? <laughs> Have a lovely evening, guys. And this is all from me, Kira. Take care.